Welcome to the Chick Monks Podcast, where we explore the spiritual path of contemplative Christianity with a female voice and perspective. A reading from the Gospel of Mark. Then Jesus and his disciples went on from there and passed through Galilee. He didn't want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is to be betrayed into human hands, and they will kill him. And three days after being killed, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he was saying and were afraid to ask him. And then they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent. For on the way they had argued with one another who was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and put it among them. And taking the child in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him, because he wasn't following us. But Jesus said, Do not stop him, for no one who does a deed of power in my name will be able to soon afterwards speak evil of me. Whoever is not against us is for us. For truly, I tell you, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you bear the name of Christ will by no means lose the reward. Our global experience as humans has been drastically and quickly altered in a way that's almost impossible to comprehend right now. Our relationships have taken a digital, remote flavor, and our connection to the world outside of the four walls of our homes is all through images and words telling us stories on a screen. As our daily routines and rhythms have taken a hard turn, or even for some come to a crashing halt, it's up to us as people, as individuals, to remember what's true and what's real. And it's hard. An indefinite pause on life as we know it is hard, period. There's also an opportunity for gratitude and joy in the moment if we can keep our minds from wandering to the things that we're so used to worrying about. If I can focus on the goodness of what's here in front of me in this moment, I can do even the hardest of things with ease and joy. This joy of the present moment is the opportunity for abundant life for each of us. The joy and satisfaction that come from realizing the power and strength and love of God that dwells within you, it's the ride of human life that keeps lifting higher and higher. And as I connect with this true life and the love of God, I start to hear and believe this is right where I belong. There is life available to me here. There is nowhere else I could be. There is nowhere else I should be. And then, eventually, a thought emerges that pulls me down 
out of this hope and peace and joy. I think, wait, sometimes it feels like there is somewhere else I should be. Because I remember that other people I know have different life situations from me. I remember that other people have their own story and it's different from mine. And actually, they have some of the things that I want. So what is it then that makes me believe that there's anywhere I should be other than where I am? Comparison. One peek around to evaluate how other people are doing and I plummet. Because in order to compare, I have to judge. And when I judge, I always lose. Because I either conclude that I don't measure up or I push someone else down with my judgment. To judge my life by what I see in other people's lives or to judge others by mine is unfair and it doesn't make any sense and it's unhelpful and it robs me of the gratitude I feel when my eyes are focused on love. It keeps me from meaningful connection when I have to prove myself in comparison to someone else. This is exactly what the disciples choose in this reading from Mark. We can be soaring with gratitude, literally on top of a mountain with Jesus, or grounded in peace and abundance as he calms a storm, or feeds multitudes. But there's one thing that always brings us crashing down in fear and panic. Without fail, comparison will snap us out of joy in Christ. It will destroy our focus on what's true and send us spiraling through layers and layers of fear and doubt. You and I, we're always looking around us to figure out what's quote-unquote normal, but other humans are not the place to look for those answers, or we'll just end up playing the same games that they are. A few days ago, I personally had the loneliest low I felt in the first two weeks of social distancing. And it was because I started comparing my experience to other people's. One friend started a new project, and instead of celebrating his creativity, I decided it made me unsuccessful and lazy. I started to feel a whole wave of shoulds washing over me, ready to tell me all the ways that my life doesn't measure up to some invisible, impossible standard. I felt a lot of fear, and I started to panic. And in that panic, you know what I did? I looked around for people who I thought might be as lonely as I was. I looked around for people who could tell me I wasn't the only one down here, and I actually sincerely looked for people who were worse off than I was. Even if I had found that, which I didn't, by the way, the satisfaction from that kind of judgment is a weak, quick wave of relief followed by another crash because I'm looking around me to try to figure out if I'm doing okay. And the answer to that question is never found outside of yourself because no one else knows you or your path to love. Only when you're alone with love, alone with God, can you really hear and believe the truth. You are exactly where you need to be. No one else can know that for you. Here's the crazy thing. Jesus told us judging and comparison would get us nowhere. 
He said we should just go ahead and make ourselves the lowest so we could give up on this game. He told us that faith was how we'd get the life we're after. Not by propping ourselves up clumsily on top of other people. Jesus is preparing his disciples that he'll be killed for what he's teaching. And these humans ignore what they don't understand and just start climbing over one another again to be on top. It sounds childish in the reading, doesn't it? Arguing with one another about who's the greatest. But if we're honest, this is all of us. It seems childish when it comes out of our mouths, so as we grow up, we internalize it, and we learn to use it as motivation or inspiration to work harder, be better. We keep trying and trying and trying to measure up until we hit a wall, a reality that hits each of us in lots of different ways. But I do think it's safe to say that humanity has hit a collective wall, and it's time to pause. The wall is always an invitation. Because here, in this pause, there's an invitation to re-examine the way that you're measuring your own joy and satisfaction in life. Does your life have to look like other people's in order to be happy? Do you need to live into others' version of success in order to be successful? Do you need to be better than other people to feel like you're good at all? Do you need to stand out, fit in? The answer is no. Of course not. To all of these, the realest, truest answer is no. You have everything you need to know love here and now. It doesn't even matter whose measurement you're using. If it isn't the measure of love between you and God, it isn't the truth about your life. Befriend a child, Jesus says. Befriend a child who can offer no status boost, no financial tips, no relationship advice. Befriend a child whose innocence can remind you of who you were before you believed what the voices around you told you. And as for the person who seems to be your competition, befriend them too. Befriend the person on the parallel path. See them bringing love and healing into the world. And isn't that the work we're all here to do? We're here to bring a little bit more life to this place. And anyone who's doing that is a friend. They're on our side. You don't need to be better than them. You already know your purpose, and it is not far from you. Your purpose is to be love and to be loved. Anyone with you in this, whether a stranger or the disciple right next to you, is simply more love. That's it. Stand with them in love. Stand together in love. And you will know more life than you ever dreamed possible. There is hope.